Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Greetings and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We believe women are healthiest when they consider all aspects of themselves. What do you dream about? Sing about? Tuck away for tomorrow? If not today, then when? Be your best possible healthy self and we'll do our best to help you thrive. Today's topic is one I think all of us are very, very interested in. It's called successful aging. And after 40, it's an inevitable but very interesting time of we're all about flourishing after 40 and it's fair to say that how we look and how we feel makes a big difference in our overall health and well-being i I love this quote it says that many people accept their lives rather than to live them and there are many new innovations in anti-aging that we want to share with you do you feel depleted from lack of sleep do you wonder where your libido went and do you sigh and sometimes tell yourself what Catherine hepburn did Aging is not for sissies. Well, guess what? Science, awareness, and innovation bring fresh options for men and women to choose how they age these days. And we are so pleased to bring you a wonderful physician today to discuss as many topics as we can squeeze in to support whatever you perceive as healthy aging and what you can do about it. I'd love to welcome to the show Dr. George Gavrilla. We call him Dr. G. He's the founder of ProMD Health and is a specialist in functional medicine, aesthetic medicine, and integrative care. Dr. G, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Thank you, Linda. How are you? I'm well today and very excited about talking with you about these topics. I think that so often women over 40 put off the things that actually could make them feel better, look better. They put everybody else first. And yet aging is inevitable, but we don't have to accept what our grandmothers did because there are wonderful new options. So I'd love to start with the basics. What would you call the normal aging process so the normal aging process you know the in, in quotations is is something that we, we battle with every single day uh, what is considered normal may not be considered normal by by most and we're all unique and you know God made us all to be unique and we are unique individuals so what aging means for you is very different for for what it may mean for for Susie Q down the hall and so normal aging oftentimes takes a couple tolls. First and foremost, the, the, the apparent aging, you know, the, the time spent under stressors, be it stressors of family life, stressors of a career, stressors of just being on this planet. You know, we're under stress 24-7 with this thing called gravity. And uh, <laughs> True. The, the, the good Lord designed us with with these things called hormones um, that are produced by different organs of our body. And I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of these things tend to peter out at, at some point. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not sure that we were really designed to live this long. And through uh, the scientific process and uh, the advancements in healthcare, we've, we've gotten to a point where 40 is considered, you know, 
earlier on in life, we, we, we still consider 40, 50 young folks. And so, you know, to answer your question, what is the normal aging process? I think we're all aware of it. Um, but what what we deem as normal can vary. And you know, I think that's that's what I try to, to resonate in my patients is, you know, what is your normal? How, how do you envision your normal? And I think it's a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I think that oftentimes we we come to a physician such as you and say, I don't feel like I used to. And you know, something's wrong. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm this, that, and the other thing. And the amazing part is there are solutions to some of these. And I'll give you an example. Um, a physician will give you a blood test and it will say, okay, your blood levels for hormones uh, are in the normal levels for your age. And yet you are very instrumental in knowing how to optimize those hormones so that you don't have to feel older, depleted, drained, if you can balance those hormones in a, in a healthy and appropriate manner. Can you talk more about that? Sure. So hormonal optimization or, or hormonal management in general has, has really been the subject of endocrinologists for quite some time or GPs. And oftentimes these individuals, these practitioners are trying to get folks out of the red and into the black. If there's a disease, if there's a a syndrome or signs and syndromes that lead to an aberrancy in in this chemical milieu, they tend to help you and, and get you into a position where you're no longer diabetic or you're no longer suffering from hypohypercalcemia, these things that can have a, a detrimental effect. Now, hormonal balance taken to another level can mean improvement of quality of life. And so as we age, the quote normal pattern is for, since we're speaking for, for women, you know, estrogen tends to drop, progesterone tends to drop, uh, thyroid hormones tend to go awry. And replacing these hormones can introduce or reintroduce rather a hormonal profile which is more akin to one, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And what that does is it refamiliarizes your, your body and your mind with the way that you did feel. And so getting into, quote, normal is different than getting into, quote, uh, optimal levels because mm-hmm. what's normal for you, again, is different is different for me and different for for the girl down the hallway. And it, it's, it's all about honing in the expectations and the quality of life and understanding where your normal is. And, and you know, to use an example, testosterone levels can vary from, from – two to say 70 and Mm -hmm. you may feel best at a horm at a testosterone level of 52 or 56 and so if you're hovering in at the 15 level or at the 12 level your thoughts may be a bit disorganized you may suffer from foggy brain or uh your your ability to undergo lipolysis or fat loss may be hindered by the fact that you don't have as much lean muscle um you know, taking it a step further to progesterones or estrogens, you know, I, I'm sure that 
your listeners are very familiar with the, the role of estrogens in in uh, intimate situations, in situations where um, having the proper levels of hormones to make things work properly. And so returning, again, returning these hormonal levels to where they were once optimal is is key and unique to each individual. And I think that, you know, that is just part of the the puzzle of, of, of helping women get back to where the sweet spot of life is, that, that virility of life. I love that. I love that. And in full disclosure, I am a patient of Dr. Gavrilos, and I actually have had hormone optimization. The difference was remarkable. And in some ways, it is not only for um, the intimate issues and, and, and nicer looking skin, etc. For me, it was being able to sleep through the not that broken sleep, not that brain fog, having the lean muscle mass again. Those are quality of life issues. For and sure. I think absolutely. And I am this is one reason why I wanted to to talk to our listeners today, because this isn't just something that's out there. This is something that's true. And I know that hormonal therapy has gone through a lot of controversy over the years, and it is now seen as a wonderful way to enhance quality of life. And I I am a big fan of that. So I, I wanted to insert that testimonial, if you will, about the fact that you know, normal things like sleep do go away if you do not have balance in the hormones and the thyroid and estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and it's all very important. Are there other aspects that you find people talk about after they've had um, hormonal uh, optimization? And what are the options that you offer that are different than sure. oral progesterone and estrogen and all of that? Sure. You know, I think it merits to, to mention for a moment the, the female condition often often presents a, a scenario where they're, they're very oftentimes sacrificing periods of their life for their family, for mm-hmm. a variety of different, whether they're caretakers or mothers or uh, spouses. There are a variety of, of reasons that, that women tend to sacrifice periods of their life. And oftentimes that is the optimal period of their life. And so they seek these things out and oftentimes find that there are options such as creams or trochies or lozenges rather, uh, Mm -hmm. that can optimize these hormones. And the problem with those are that they're not accurate. We end up with delivery methods that vacillate, that can actually become dangerous, whether they go through the liver or if you're handling children and you're applying a cream I mean, how much of that is actually getting absorbed into the skin? What is being transferred to our granddaughter? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we focus on, especially in females, is, uh, is, is pellet placement, where we're placing a, uh, a pellet in the, in the subcutaneous fat so that we end up with a elution rate of hormones that is safe, healthy, and predictable. And steady. I love that. Um, We are going to go on a short break now. You're listening to Dr. George Gavrilla, and we're talking about successful aging and how to feel better, how to look better, and how to regain your self-confidence, esteem, and, and frankly, feel as on the outside as you do on the inside. If you're interested in finding out more, 
you go to wisehealthforwomenradio.com, and we will be back right after these short messages. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Be it Christmas cookies, turkey, eggnog, or pecan pie, the holidays are full of delicious food. Food shows up in places that it never does during the year, whether it's at the office, on your doorstep, or the feast on your dining room table. It's hard to resist the temptation of eating all the time, from Thanksgiving to New Year's. But food does not have to be the focus of the season. Even though there is good food all around us, I concentrate on teaching my children that the heart of the holidays is not the food, but everything that the season stands for. The focal point needs to be the reason for the season and being with the people that you love. If you've gotten off track and think that food is the center of the holidays, it's time to change your focus and center in on the right reason that we celebrate. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. In celebration of what would have been author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl's 100th birthday, Oxford University Press has published the Oxford Roald Dahl Dictionary. The dictionary is both authoritative and a little bit mischievous and includes everyday words plus those invented by Dahl for his books. One of my favorite words from the dictionary is Zazimus. That is what the big friendly giant calls the stuff that dreams are made of, which he whisks with his magical egg beater. Roald Dahl loves the letter Z, which he uses in his mystical words like fizz whizzing, zip fizzing, and zunk. By now you might be feeling a bit biff squiggled. That's another word for confused or puzzled. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. Before we talk again with Dr. G, I want to talk to you about something that also has something to do with your confidence and self-esteem. Let's face it, a good hair day is priceless, yes? And I'd love to introduce you to Madison Reed, which is a wonderful company revolutionizing the way women color their hair. And Madison Reed has a founder, Amy Arrett, and she named the company after her daughter. For decades, women have had two hair color options, outdated at-home hair color or the time and expense of a salon. And she created Madison Reed because she believes women deserve better than the status quo. I got my box of Madison Reed and I loved it. It's the ultimate hair color choice, beautiful color matched multidimensional hair color made in Italy and delivered to your door on your schedule for under $25. You gain the quality of salon color, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you can feel good about. In 24 hours, they had matched my hair with their color match system, and they have colorists right on staff. And wonderfully, you're not alone reading a box once your package arrives, which, by the way, is wonderful. You can download their app for voice-controlled how-to videos with automatic timers. 
It's goof proof. I love my Medicine Reed color and the results are remarkable. My hair is shiny, beautiful and healthy to the touch. Join the hundreds of thousands of women who've tried Madison Reed. Amy Arrett and Madison Reed would like to honor Wise Health for Women listeners with 10% off plus free shipping and handling on your first color kit by using promo code WISEHEALTH at checkout. That's madison-reed.com, promo code WISEHEALTH. I love my Madison Reed color, and you will too. Before the break, we were talking about hormone optimization. And in addition to hormone optimization, what are other practices that you see among your patients and, and what you suggest to them? Sure. It, it, it kind of boils back to uh, what, we, what I mentioned earlier, the, the fact that women spend most of the, the optimal t- times of their lives um, usually taking care of something or someone, if not themselves. Um, and along with the hormone optimization, we, we often find patients, now that they're feeling better, they're feeling as they once did, they're feeling like themselves again, they oftentimes want to look that way as well. And it's it's very commonplace for us to see uh, the likes of a 40, 50, 60-year-old patient that comes in seeking op- uh, hormone optimization. And then oftentimes the, the question then leads into, well, you know, I feel great, doc. I'm, 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 I'm back at the gym. I, you know, I'm actually seeing this, this gentlemen or I'm um, spending more time with my grandkids and you know I, I look in the mirror and I don't really see the the me that was there before and when in our practice we see a, a very strong um, correlation to hormone optimization and cosmetic dermatology mm-hmm. and the two do really go hand in hand um, it's one thing to feel one way, but then you look in the mirror, or, or, or you know, look at the way that the, that your photos look. On, of course, everyone's on social media today, and if we're not throwing a filter on something, there's a little bit of of uh, concern with the way the appearance goes. And so, we oftentimes see many patients go from hormone optimization to cosmetic dermatology, which is really what what the the practice model is for ProMD Health and and what we see uh, on a day-to-day basis and see women thrive on a day-to-day basis. Which is so important. And I think that those in the 50s and 60s are probably the last generation that did not use sunscreen because it did not exist uh, or what did exist was terrible. And oh. so you're looking at, at you know, exposed skin, genetics, t- aging. And what are some of the things that you talk about? Uh, You know, so many things happen to your face and your skin and your, the appearance. One of the most, um, I think, stunning things that happens to you, not always in a good way, is that you start to lose uh, volume in your face. It starts to sag. Uh, or you've lost weight and, and there's changes in your skin that no longer has the elasticity. Can you talk about some of the options when normal aging causes volume loss and what that means? Sure. Volume loss is one of the, one of the leading reasons as to why our appearance tends to shift as we age. Uh, I hate the analogy, but I use it and it seems to resonate with a lot of folks. You know, I, 
I put it, uh, I put a lot of folks on what I call the grape to raisin continuum. And <laughs> okay. the, the grape to raisin continuum, it sounds silly, but it, it, no, it makes sense. It. You know, it's uh, as, as a grape loses its volume, it becomes a raisin. And in the same way that our faces are nothing but skin mm-hmm. uh, arranged in a particular fashion, within that skin, in the same way the pulp exists in a grape, is fat muscle, bone, if we're lucky, a solid brain. And all of those things tend to shrink. And Mm -hmm. so plastic surgery has always been the go-to because we're sort of conditioned to think, well, shucks, you know, I've got this excess, excess skin, let's go ahead and remove it. And the argument that I pose is, you know, that's really furthering the change. And Mm -hmm. What my patients always come to me with is, listen, I don't want to look different. I see some of my friends that have had an upper lift or a lower lift or a full face lift, and she doesn't look like she used to. She looks, she has that wind tunnel look. And then not even to dive into the complications, but what you're doing is trying to make a grape out of a raisin by taking a scissor and then suturing back a raisin. You know, it's no longer a grape. And so (laughs) that's a great analogy. It's it, it's the, the God's honest truth. And mm-hmm. so by strategically replacing the volume in, in one's face, we get closer to the grape side of the continuum. And God put these beautiful fat pads in our face, on our cranium, underneath of the muscle to lubricate the muscle. Mm-hmm. As we've become socialized, these fat pads have led to confirmations and Uh, um, designs in faces that we almost take for granted at times. And these fat pads are the ones that are wearing. These aren't those little fat pads that you can pinch with your your fingers uh, underneath of your eye, those big old cheeks. No, no, no. These fat pads are deep. They are deep to the muscle, the muscle that that contracts when you smile, that contracts your eyes when you squint. And so Mm -hmm. These fat pads are affected by hormones, they're affected by gravity, they're affected by compression, by time alone. And so by strategically replacing these fat pads underneath of the muscle on top of the bone, what we do is we give you a very natural appearing volumization or revolumization that creates lift in the lower face or upper face and returns you closer to your, quote, grape-like self, if, if I can entertain the idea. Mm-hmm. And so... Volume loss is is paramount. Volume re- replacement is paramount in the proper uh, successful aging paradigm. And oftentimes, I see practitioners replacing volume in a very unrefined, cookie cutter, um, for lack of a better term, unelegant or in- inelegant way, where they're trying to make women look a little bit too quote done and I think there's a lot of merit behind being elegant strategic transformational but not overdoing it and taking our time with it so what you're saying is have someone look like a better version of themselves to lift the self-confidence to bring back some of that volume that has been lost through aging what is you know, the? I'm sorry, did I not miss to me? interrupt you? No, Linda, you you you've actually hit the nail on the head. It's 
it's not necessarily the outward projection of the physical being. That's mm-hmm. that's one part of it. But the the component that I notice that really transforms specifically women's lives is the gain of confidence. Mm-hmm. This, the, the, it, you know, it's almost they don't know how how concerned they are with their confidence until they feel the confidence yet again, and and they look they look behind themselves and say, you know, holy cow, I didn't realize how insecure I was, and how that insecurity was causing me to do X, Y, Z. And so right. for me, that's that's the, the, the part that really resonates with me. Well, I agree with you because I think that no one really wants to look done. They don't want to look different. And after 40, unfortunately, society can make you feel invisible. And sure. so when you are able to feel good about yourself, a lot of your appearance is really in smiling, projection, presence, and the confidence that you can put forward. So I, I want to ask you quickly, we're coming up on our second break, but my daughter says this comment, and I wonder if you hear this as well. It's about weight and maintaining your weight. She says, well, after 40, mom, it's your face or your butt. <laughs> in some ways she's right because when you get older you sometimes look a little better in the face if you carry a little bit more weight but talk about that a bit sure you know i think healthy weight's very important and we we do some sort of we do quite a bit of weight management and unfortunately as 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 I begin to see more folks that have been more concerned with their weight and therefore their medical condition, they um, they tend to lose that volume in their face. It's a, it's a uh, secondary type of fat reserve that the body has, and it tends to go more readily. We tend to carry our weight in our faces. And so, um, you know, I, I hear it every day. And uh, those that have taken care of themselves, their their body, and, and not necessarily treated their face as they should have, uh, probably suffered the most. And um, it's it's not not to 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 say that that it, there's something wrong with it, but in the same way we take care of our teeth, in the same way that we go and see a clinical dermatologist to make sure that we're not ha- getting skin cancer, or even seeing our GP to make sure that uh, our risk for uh, for cardiac disease or um, obesity is, is, is decreasing, we also need to pay attention to our faces and our outward projection as well. Absolutely. And, and I think that all of that comes all together when you take a look at how you feel and how you look. We're coming up on a short break. We'll be back to talk to Dr. Gavrilla after these very short messages. Stay with us. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's words you've never heard. Each year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? 
The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. article in Mental Floss magazine listed some actual town names in the United Kingdom that are sure to bring a chuckle to American tourists. Would you like to live in the village of Upton Snodsbury? It's near North Piddle. How about Pickle Church in lovely South Gloucestershire? Or Barton and the Beans in Curry Mallet? How about a vacation in Mudford Sock? Or Puddle Town, an adorably named spot in Dorset? But my favorite town is found in Buckinghamshire. It's called Lover Houses. I'd like to send a big thank you to all of the brave men and women of our armed forces serving at home and abroad. We appreciate all the good you do in the world on behalf of America. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Word Words. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women, Helping Women Thrive. Dr. G, before the break, we were talking about the things that we can do to remedy perhaps not taking care of our skin the way we should have or could have. So what are some of the preventive care and maintenance tips so that perhaps later on in life you need less remedial help, I'll put it, um, or enhancement. So what are some of those preventive and maintenance tips that you would suggest? Sure. Linda, you know, you, you mentioned, I don't know if it was on break or before, uh, but you mentioned being out in the sun. Uh, mm-hmm. Being out in the sun is, as, as much as I hate to say it, because Lord knows how much I love sitting on a beach, um, being out in the sun is the number one number one cause for, for skin damage. And... Um, now folks have finally resonated with the, the the ideology that that using these tanning booths lead to a fifty one percent increase of skin cancer risk of skin cancer and so you know off the bat what is the first thing that I that I oftentimes tell patients is monitor your 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 sun intake and a good sunscreen a physical sunscreen and staying under umbrellas and uh, some folks go as far as to wear sun protective gloves to to cover their hands you know that's the number one recommendation that i have but oftentimes most of these patients have a the damage is done you know there's you you, you said it yourself you mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of I'm sure listeners out there now that remember the days of iodine and baby oil and a reflective pan just to get themselves as dark as possible, as quickly as possible. Oh, my aunt said that she did that as a teenager all the time. Yeah. And it's now become the tanning bed. And so I see patients that are 30 years old, 35 years old that have been in the tanning bed and have caused a good deal of damage to their skin, but now mm. they've they, they've learned their lesson. They are using good skincare uh, skincare products as well as um, sunscreens. 
but the damage has been done. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, well, what, what can we do? What, how can we erase the blunders of the past or, or not have to live with the guilt of, okay, yeah, you know, I, I, I was a lifeguard or I taught sailing or, or, you know, lived on, you know, St. John's for five years and I was 20 years old. Well, well that would be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I side with you. To be okay. Honest, but make sure you wear your sunscreen. Just put a hat on. Right. That's it. That's it. Um, so we can, we can mitigate the, the consequences of that damage pretty easily. Um, I've, for the most part, broken down what we do at ProMD Health into the volume, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we do for complexion? What can we do for texture? Uh, what is your skincare regimen? What is your hormone optimization like? What can we do to reduce fat, which we'll hopefully discuss later? The, the number one thing that, that I, I do at the office is neuromodulators. And neuromodulators, you probably are know them better under the term Botox. You know, Botox or Dysport, they tend to be the, the number one uh, neuromods that are used today. Um, what they do is they relax muscles. And so the relaxation of muscles can lead to a variety of improvements in the skin as well as uh, psychosomatically as well. And so uh, when we've got some damaged skin, say, in between the, uh, the eyebrows, you would call them the 11s, or sometimes they call it RBF, and I'm sure you guys know what RBF may stand for, um, or around the eyes or in the forehead. What we do is we, rela- we relax these muscles and give these mu- the skin and the muscles time under relaxation. And time under relaxation leads to a relaxation of the nerves that pass through those muscles. So if you've got migraines or if you've heard Botox being used for migraines, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is a secondary gain or benefit to it. But the skin spending spending time under relaxation leads to the propagation of of a healthy, healthy basement membrane, healthy dermis, healthy epidermis. And so unlike, you know, a a fancy handbag that can fold and collapse in a closet, um, our skin folds and collapses, but it's alive. And Mm -hmm. so rather than stuffing tissue paper in it when we store it, what we do is we either add volume to stretch the tissue, but we also put those muscles in a relaxed state that gives that skin time to grow uh, and reveal the beautiful, undamaged skin that lies below it. So that tends to be the, the first, you know, dipping your toe in the, in the pond, so to speak, with most of my patients for the mm-hmm. aesthetics. Um, but we, we were discussing sun damage. And, of course, the wrinkles are part of it. And that's the quickest way to, to see some change. But complexion and texture tends to be one of the key insecurities of, of many of my patients. And so addressing complexion and texture uh, is, is pivotal. And we've got a variety of different ways of doing it. Uh, the, the complexion differences and the texture differences uh, are oftentimes the, the sign and the symptom, but the, the route by which we correct them, there, there typically isn't a silver bullet. Um, so we combine therapies and we improve it to improve the overall appearance. You know, let's go back to something that I know bothers some women as well. And 
it's again an age-related issue uh, and that is acne scars things that now are treated proactively for our teens but in later years they really were not so acne scars age spots things that come up later that you really as a as an individual can't do much about so what do you do with those sort of issues sure acne scars are they're a difficult difficult case to work with but mm-hmm. if done properly they can come out much much better um Acne scars tend to be a little bit of fibrotic tissue or scar tissue from where we've had some inflammation caused by whether it was hormonal or bacterial. You know, we all, I'm sure, have experienced some degree of acne. And they cause a blemish. That blemish tends to fibrose and cause scarring. And whether we're subsizing or, or removing the attachment underneath the skin or whether we're using microneedling or whether we're using uh, light energy, to Mm -hmm. change these conformations, the ultimate goal, the underlying theory is to reorganize that fibrotic structure, to reorganize the scar tissue. Mm -hmm. Um, We are extremely successful in the scarring in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be acne scarring. Many of us have been involved in either silly accidents or more serious ones Mm -hmm. where we're lucky to have our lives. And we wear those scars, and those scars can be oftentimes a, 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 a scarlet letter in a sense, a consistent, persistent reminder of that event or that time in life. And I see a lot of patients that ruminate on these, and getting rid of them is is key. I, you know, a, a patient that comes to mind is one that has had a a cleft lip scar for her entire life Mm -hmm. and she was getting married about a year and a half ago and uh she came in and said you know what can i do about this you're the first person i've really said anything to it since i've had treatment done uh when i was a child the 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 surgery and now i'm getting married and i want to i don't want my my photos to to reveal this because it just makes me think of a really difficult time in my life Mm -hmm. and so we put her in touch with our microneedling specialist uh, we used uh, this this procedure of microneedling to change the the collagen makeup of that scar, and so you can basically think of it as airbrushing the scar away. As we as we apply controlled damage to the epidermis, the skin reacts to it. It reacts to it just like you would if you were to cut it, but on a, on a microscopic level. Mm-hmm. And so this chemical soup of cytokines and interleukins that trigger the inflammatory response, if triggered properly, elegantly, strategically, mm-hmm. can be used to to brush away, to airbrush away a lot of these scars. And we see it not only in, in this case in a uh, in a cleft lip, but we also oftentimes see it from motor vehicle accidents and acne scars as well. And our success rates are are near 90% in terms of patient satisfaction with the improvement that we see. It's so important. You know, I, I think that that's a kindness, and, and I'm so glad that you were able to help her because women do ruminate. We do tend to overthink on certain things. And I, I have to ask you something that has just been on my mind. I see so many people looking at their cell phones 
and I'll call it texting neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that true? The, oh, the, yeah. It is true. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you're, you've got this texting. This is the best way I know how to stop all the cyber stuff that you're overdoing. If, if It's going to change your appearance and create greater wrinkles in your neck. Um, that's a tough area to work on. Yeah, work as we are for you. Right, we're we're constantly evolving, and we are always trying to apply new uh, procedures and address the signs and symptoms that arise from behavior. And you're right. You know, we're seeing from sitting at a desk job, from um, either even bus drivers or Mm. uh, folks that are in a corporate world where they're constantly on their phone, you're right. They're spending a lot of, a lot of time, uh, with their heads hunched over. And mm-hmm. so that leads to an, in, an increase of the, the lines around their neck, the rings around their neck, and can actually accelerate the appearance of submental fat, which is, you know, the double chin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not only genetic, but is also a consequence of behavior. So, you know, kind of leaning over consistently um, and your behavior from as, from as far as the, the the dietary and exercise perspective can lead to this double chin. And I find that it is important for, for women to address these if it is concerning to them. Perfect. Going on our third break, we'll be right back after these short messages. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's A new study finds the happiest couples sleep the closest together, as in less than an inch apart. A survey of 1,000 couples found that 86% of those who kept such close perimeters reported they were satisfied with their relationship. Only 66% of couples who slept 30 inches apart or more reported being completely happy in their marriage. What's the word for getting up on the wrong side of the bed? Metutalipia. Another predictor of relationship happiness is touch. While 94% of couples who made physical contact throughout the night reported a happy relationship, just 68% of couples who kept their distance did the same. What's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. As you are preparing for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, be mindful of what you need to do in order to not pack on the pounds. Fitness Magazine offers fit fixes to blast the excess weight before it hits your hips. If you eat one cup of mashed potatoes, you have consumed 237 calories, and one cup of eggnog has 224 calories. They suggest that you rake leaves for 53 minutes to dissolve the calories from one of those. A slice of pecan pie has 503 calories, and the fix they offer is to play football with your family for one hour. My advice is to work out before the holiday meal, make good choices while eating, and then take a long walk with your family afterwards. 
Enjoy the celebration and the time with your loved ones. Then get back to your healthy eating and daily workout when the holiday is done. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women. Before the break, we were talking about texting or phone neck, you know, tucking your chin and and then noticing that you have these wonderful horizontal ridges in your neck. And I just want to mention a very funny book written by Nora Ephron, and it's called I Feel Sorry for My Neck. And in it, she talks not about that in particular, but the fact that chin, um, women feel like they have to hold their chin in the air because they've got extra fat underneath their jawbone or the jaw is no longer defined. And there, there have to be things that you can do to aid in, in restoring a nice jawline or to reduce the, the fat around the neck if there has been accumulation. So can you talk about that? Lipolysis, I think it's called. Sure. Uh, I'm going to start off with a with kind of a cute story. I uh, I was at, and this is kind of embarrassing, but I was at the, the, the nail, <laughs> sal- nail salon getting a pedicure. And I was sitting next to this woman. We were talking about a variety of different things. And um, as always, you know, she's on her phone and I'm on my phone doing our thing and chatting back and forth and all of a sudden I hear her FaceTime uh, ping start coming through mm-hmm. and uh, she goes, oh no, it's my boyfriend. And, you know, she she picks it up and, you know, her, at, at the time the phone was sort of sitting in her lap and she picks it up way up top over her head and the entire time she's FaceTiming her boyfriend while she's getting her pedicure, the phone's two feet above her head and she's looking up and you know, it made me chuckle because I think we all do this. You know, we, I, I do a lot of telemedical uh, consultations and I find myself setting the camera up a little bit higher so that, you know, my <laughs> double chin isn't exactly, isn't exactly showcased, you know. And so, you know, you're talking about this texting bit and, but there's also this other component. Now we're, we're, we're Skyping folks. We're, we're VCing folks. We're FaceTiming each other and everybody's putting that camera well above their head um, because nobody wants to showcase this, this submental fat we call it or the double chin. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it, it brings about, an insecurity and you know I share the insecurity uh, I inherit it from my mom and uh, no matter how well my diet diet is carved out no matter how much time I spend on my peloton spin spin cycle I it doesn't go anywhere and so mm. um, you know I've started treatment myself uh, there's a, a, a product and procedure procedure out there called Kybella uh, we've been doing quite a bit of it um, and it, it really seems to be the least invasive, most elegant way of reducing that double chin and ultimately improving uh, the insecurities that many of us carry with that, quote, double chin or submental fat. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in our practice, we, we take it a step further. Um, lipolysis, as it's called, or the destruction of fat, uh, is certainly in vogue. You see all of these... Um, uh, Vela shapes and cryo cools and cool sculptings and uh, uh, a lot of different 
ways to get rid of excess fat when in all reality, it all tends to be the same thing. We're insecure about a little pooch of fat somewhere, and what we do is find a way around it, whether we're exercising in a way, dieting in a way, a combination of that, or we do some sort of intervention. Uh, I found that the, the injectable lipolysis using Kybella, which is the only FDA-approved lipolytic on the market today, injectable lipolytic on the market mm-hmm. today, uh, leads to an improvement, obviously, to the fat that is, is targeting, but also the confidence and the overall well-being virility of, of anybody. We're working on that dreaded bra strap fat. I, mm. don't know if, I don't know if your listeners or you know what I'm talking about. but oh, I think every woman knows about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it became news to me a couple of years ago. I didn't really realize it, that it was even a thing. And uh, we've begin sh- we've begun treating folks about eight months ago uh, using Kybella in that bra strap fat, and the the results are remarkable. Um, the confidence wearing tighter clothing is remarkable. The confidence in bathing suits is re- is remarkable. Um, and speaking of bathing suits, I had a patient come in to me uh, about six months ago saying that she was going on a um, it was her her son's wedding, they were going to the Caribbean, she was going to need to be in a bathing suit, and she was scared to death of the little pooches of fat on the insides of her thighs. I I, I kid you not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was interesting to me. I never really thought about it, but she's like, you know, the the thigh gap fat. And I said, you know, I don't don't really know what you're talking about. She's like, hang on, let me pull up a picture. She pulls up a picture and I said, oh yeah, thigh gap fat. So with a with a colleague of mine uh, down, I've got an office in D.C. and an office in Annapolis, but the, the, a colleague of mine in D.C. and I got together and said, you know, maybe we should consider um, writing a, a paper and making a study on reducing thigh gap fat with Kybella. And so here we are, and we are improving fat, unsightly fat that can't really be targeted with lipo because it causes lumpiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't really be targeted with with cool sculpting because of the the limitations of the hand pieces. So you end up with kind of like a chunk taken out. Mm-hmm. So we're using this beautiful product that is non invasive. It's a ten minute procedure that leads to reduction of fat in these strategic places. You know, oftentimes, that the next question is, hey, what about what about around the the armpit or or, or you know around the um, lateral to the breast i've got some fat there there or in my arm that you know could, could we begin to re- reduce that my answer is i'll give you another one point, you know? uh, above sure. c-section scars over All years you end up with a pooch so sure. no there are many places but what i love is that these are not done with a knife sure. these are non-invasive or basically non-invasive procedures that dissolve the fat is that correct yeah, yeah. We, we lyse the fat. It's lip, lipolysis, which is fat lysis. Lysis means destruction of a fat, of a cell, rather. And right. So, I'm not sure every listener knew what lysis was, so I'm glad you mentioned that. And so that is interesting. It is. Because, it's fascinating. It, it's amazing. You know, we have just a, a short time left, five or six minutes, and I want to make sure that we allow you time to talk about any other outstanding issues that you see that women talk about that may have insecurities about that may not even want to mention to their friends 
but feel and that there are answers for now. I mean, technology is amazing and the products that are available are coming on the market all the time. And I love how they do not change you. They really just make you a better version of yourself. And so if you don't ever want to tell anyone that you've had anything done, you don't need to. If you want to shout it to the hills, that's another story. But women tend to overthink, as you talked about, small pooch fat, you know, we obsess at times. I mean, you said ruminate, much nicer word, I'll, I'll say obsess. And, you know, talk about some of the other things that are possible or the skincare regimen do's and don'ts that you would recommend. Sure, Linda, you know, I think a lot of that stuff is is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You can hop onto your browser on your phone and Google good skincare regimen and come up with a host of good things. And mm-hmm. for the most part, they're good. But, you know, you, you mentioned something there that, that really resonated with me. And I, I oftentimes will knock on the door, come into the room and say, how can I, you know, Dr. Gavrilo, what can I do to help you? And I get the make me beautiful. And it hurts. It, 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 it tugs at my heartstring because mm-hmm. these women are beautiful. They are beautiful, and society has conditioned them to, right. like you say, feel as though they've disappeared after 40. Mm-hmm. And my response is often, you are beautiful. You need to recognize it in yourself. All I get to do is polish you. Mm-hmm. And so if we can highlight the parts of the external representation of ourselves that that resonate with ourselves, I think that's key. If you go into a doc's office and he says, hey, or he or she says, hey, do this, that, or the other, it may not be the right spot for you. If you go into a doc's office and she's saying, well, she's spending, he or she is spending time with you, getting to know you and understand you in your particular case and what concerns you, those are the doctors or providers that you want to be speaking to. Um, Technology is constantly advancing. You know, we are getting new products every Every quarter, it seems to be every every three to four months, and um, you need to find a a if you if this is something that that your listeners are are looking for, uh, make sure that the providers that you're seeking out are recognized. Make sure that they are experienced. Make sure that they understand you, and make sure that you're really communicating to your providers and. To the, to the level of, here's a mirror, circle it for me. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it, it's, and I hate to say it, but my, my last little bit is just be good to yourselves. Be kind. Be, good to your, be mm-hmm. kind. Be good to yourself because no one else is, is obliged to, but you should be. The, the, we, the, our time on this earth is limited, mm-hmm. and our time with our family is limited. Uh, oftentimes these women, I get like, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but they sacrifice a lot of their lives for what Others. ends up being forgotten. Yeah. Right. And so, so my, my point is be good to yourself, take great care of yourself, advocate for yourself, ask questions and, and seek out multiple providers. If it's something that you're interested in and, at the end of the day, sit down, don't make a decision in haste, think about it, see if you resonate with, with that individual, because this is, this, this type of medicine is really art based in medicine. Absolutely. And I thank you so much for sharing 
just I know a smidgen of your expertise with us today. If you want to find out more about Dr. Gavrilla, go to the website promdhealth.com. That's promdhealth.com. And I, I would add one more component to what you're seeking. You need a compassionate physician who is going to give you an individualized care plan because without it, it's it mechanics and, and a good caregiver physician will give you far more than just the logistics. Yeah, Dr. G, thanks so much for your time this morning. Linda, my pleasure. and Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com and we are delighted that you have joined us today. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.